0: And so I'm
1: just grateful that you're here and I want you to just open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to you in a very, very special way. I just want to say it's so good to be back.
0: It is. It is so good to be back. You know, uh, we as a church have been through a lot these last six, seven weeks. But you know what? I'm reminded in God's Word in Ephesians 3.20 that whatever we ask, that we will receive immeasurably more than we ask if we ask it in faith. And sometimes, not just us as a church, but individually when we are going through some things, we can't see the end result. But one thing that we have learned that if we focus on His love, his character, and his ability. His ability to do what we ask for. And sometimes we lose sight of that because we're lacking in our faith and we see, we get caught up in the problem. But we have to focus on his ability. He's never left us. He's still right here even though We are not in our facility, we're in a temporary one. He hasn't left us. He's still here. Amen?
1: Well, let's just go to prayer and ask God to bless this service today. Father, we're so grateful for this opportunity that we have to come together with believers here in this hotel room. We're grateful for this hotel room that we can have a place to gather together. And we just ask that every person in this place will be blessed. And those that are viewing along with us, wherever they're viewing from, we just ask that they will receive and partake of the same anointing. Let your blessings flow. Let your anointing come down upon every person. That when they go home today and those that are viewing, when they uh, have the, the service finishes, Lord, Let every person, every person be touched by you, encouraged and ministered to in some way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I I just want to say it's been a long seven weeks and I don't know why we didn't do this earlier. I guess we just didn't know where stuff was Uh, honestly folks you have no idea what and I don't say this other than just making a statement what we've been through Um, we've actually moved everything in the building out we had to hire, hire a moving company to move everything out of our building into a storage unit then we got to, when it gets repaired, we got to go back. And believe me, if it was up to me and I was making the decisions, we'd already be back in the building. But I don't get that opportunity to make those. There's another person um, that's making those decisions and, and doesn't really have a heart of compassion for what we do. Uh, he's thinking of himself and his building and and what he can do. Uh, make happen so I'm doing the best I can so you just bear with me and I appreciate you that are here you that has been faithful to view it's just been wonderful and I want to thank uh, Gloria Wilson for allowing us to use her PA system today isn't that awesome uh, ours is packed away and uh, so uh, Gloria just allowed us to use her PA system, and I want to thank her for that. And then Carol, we're just so glad Carol has moved to Dallas or to, to be a part of our church. She's been working diligently, helping haul stuff back and forth. And David Carpenter has been working very diligently and hard to make this service today along with our son, David Clowers. And then others, Pastor Jan and Al has been a, a gem Dealing with things, I'm telling you. Uh, 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 I didn't get the bill yet. I told him I was gonna. I told him I was gonna give a, ra- give him a raise. And uh, he said, "What well, will it be? Double?" And I said, "Yeah." And so he said, zero times zero is double." I said, "Well, we'll just quadruple it then, since since, since it's, it's, it's But anyway, he doesn't work for the church. He works with the church. And so his wife, of course, is a part. Pastor Jan, she's a part and been so good helping with the texts and calls and and I, I just can't thank everybody enough for. And if I miss somebody, just forgive me. But I, I everybody that has been part. Uh, and again, um, it's been unbelievable. You know, we the our building only had one little leak in it, but it was the other ones that had the leak that caused the problem. And when all the water came in. You know, I went down there. I was thinking I was doing good, and I vacuumed for about four hours, and I was pulling the water out. And I thought, man, this is going to be awesome. But you know, the damage started showing up later. And of course, uh, the the owner of the building actually hired a demolition crew. And who did they de- de- demolition? <laughs> did they demolish? Uh, and demolished a lot of our stuff as well. And don't didn't seem to because. This crew worked so hard. Uh, My son David, David Carpenter, Carol, happened to be in right before she moved here, and Pastor Sharon. And
0: she moved here anyway. (laughs)
1: Um, Anyway, we, we were just trying our best to move everything into two rooms which didn't get damaged. And so we put big X's up there. Do not go in here. We had everything in the building, almost everything in the building. And. Anyway, when we were away, they just went in and opened the door and took everything out and pulled up the carpet and um, moved it somewhere else. And then they went in the other room, got everything out, moved the carpet, and then decided to cut sheetrock out, even though it wasn't wet. But, uh, and then they moved it somewhere else. And so we don't know where things are. We know where it is, but we don't know what order it's in. So, and we don't know what we might or might not have, but anyway, we're just believing, God, that when this is over, we're going to come out better than it was. Amen. I believe it's going to come out better than it was. And I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do, but we are going to make a few little changes. And uh, going to be it's going to be better. Now, I'm not glad this happened, and I want you all to really pray, folks, because we... They, they, they said well we'll be in Wednesday and then they'll be in Friday and now they said next week so we don't know when but once they start I don't think it's going to be that long in getting back and we're still having to pay rent still having to pay everything right along and so and, and we're, now we're doing this extra but you know what God somehow is meeting the need and we're grateful for him meeting the need can you say amen was so glad for God's goodness. And as she said, you know, uh, He will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And so when you put God's Word in your heart, you believe it and you speak it, you just have to keep walking by faith no matter what things look like. And, and I'm going to be talking about uh, this morning, uh, what do you see? And so many people only see, as she said, they only see the problem, they don't see the answer, but I have seen through this, you know that's one thing that keeps me going I see through where we are and so, do you see where you are, as Pastor Sharon said just a few minutes ago, or do you see beyond where you are And I I just want us to believe God today that wherever you are, wherever you are in your life That's not where you're going to stay, but you're going to advance and you're going to move forward. Amen? Amen. Well, David and uh, Becky, I appreciate you all so much this morning leading us in worship. Didn't they do a good job? (laughs) Uh, We didn't put that on the Internet, our worship on the Internet, for the simple reason we don't have enough tools to make it happen the way we want to. But anyway, you that are joining us, bless you and Uh, We hope we got a good signal, and we're doing our best. So if we happen to go off a little bit, just refresh and come back on. Uh, Whatever app you're on, whatever you're looking at, I don't know. But anyway, let's just give Jesus another hand clap of praise, would you? Amen, amen, amen. Well, I want to speak to, I know today is Palm Sunday, but I don't have a Palm Sunday message. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just not traditional when it comes to that. Now, next Sunday, I, I I'm just going to leave that up to the Lord whether I, I preach a resurrection message or not. That's I, I'm just praying because I, I want God to lead me in what to say, not try to be traditional. And I, I'm not against some traditions. But, you know, Jesus rising from the dead is not a tradition. When Jesus dying on the cross was not a tradition. Jesus rising from being risen from the dead is not a tradition. That actually happened. So, But I don't want to do things just because it's certain days. I want to do it because God is leading me to do something. How many agree with that? That you want to do what God says instead of what man says. Anyway... Uh, we 've prayed already, and i 'm just going to ask God to bless His word this morning and uh, as I said, uh, what do you see? What do you see beyond where you are And as I begin to preach this morning, normally, I would have you to stand to read the word, but the the room doesn 't lend itself to do that this morning without blocking somebody 's view at home so i 'll just i 'll just go ahead and get to the word here in just a moment, but as I, as I begin this morning, I want you to open your heart, open your heart, and open your mind to hear what God says. And so, I'll ask the question, what do you see in your future? Where do you see yourself right now, and where do you see yourself in the days ahead? Do you see yourself better, or do you see yourself worse? I believe any believer should see themselves better even though what they may be going through. You know, somebody told me the other day, they said, well, you know, uh, my wife had cancer and we prayed and and she didn't get healed. And I said, yes, she did. She sa- He said, no, no, uh, she didn't. She died. I said, she's healed. See, sometimes we, we think going to heaven is re- we leaving this earth. We think, well, isn't that really where we're all trying to get to? And so why do we get mad at God when it's time to go? And so I, I, I talked with him for quite a while, and, and, and we talked this week even. And uh, I just said, you know, uh, your wife is healed. He said, but I don't have her here. I said, but she's where you want to go. So just keep in mind even though it's a loss here it's heaven's gain. And so we, I've I've said it before, many times I think we look at death as final. But death is beginning. Can I say that again? See, it is finality here on this earth. But it's the beginning of of what we've been serving God for or living with God for our whole life. So I'm not saying we don't grieve when we lose. I'm not even getting into that. But I am saying that if if we really believe in heaven, if we really believe that when we die we're going to heaven, we need to take it a little more easier not getting mad because, you know, I, I know lots of people's mad because their loved ones died and went to heaven. Well, you know, our son, as you've heard me say, uh, he went home to be with the Lord a long time ago. He was 15 years of age. We never got mad. We hurt. We hurt. We grieved, uh, and and sometimes we think about how his death occurred and and how I I was there in the midst of all of it after, and and she was as well, and but again we know he's in heaven, didn't we That we didn't miss him or grieve as I said. But one thing about it. We released him in the presence of God. Amen? So, where do you see yourself in the future? Do you see yourself growing spiritually in God's love? Do you see yourself more aware of his goodness? Do you see yourself becoming stronger in your faith? And enjoying the presence of God more and more? Do you long for him? Do you have a desire just to, just, just to bask, at, whether you're at work, at home, or whether you're shopping, or whatever you're doing, that you don't just go to church and get in God's presence, but God's presence is a, you're aware of his presence throughout your whole day, and as you're lying down at night to go to sleep, that you're, Saying, Lord, I, I've done my best today, and now I'm going to relax and and enjoy my night, and believe that I'm going to be a light to others. I want, I that is what I want to be. I want to be a light to others. I want to be an example. I don't want to just say words, but I want to be an example. Now, do you see yourself thinking uh, larger and larger, and your life getting better and better? Do you see yourself healed emotionally and physically, even though some people, as I said, they go out of the earth and they have a physical problem. God still heals people. I've been healed by the power of God many times. My wife has been healed. We know lots of people. We traveled around the world laying hands on people, and I could tell you miracle after miracle. But see yourself healed physically and financially. Don't we all want to be healed financially? Do you see yourself with godly relationships that you enjoy being with because they encourage you in the Lord and want to pray with you? You know, it's really important who we associate with. It's really, really important who we associate with because I don't want to associate with people that's negative all the time. That if you say... uh, uh, let, let's pray. You know, I, I remember one time uh, w- we were on the streets ministering and uh, this guy came out to to me and he, I guess he was homeless. I don't even know now, but I remember uh, we were just laying hands on preacher people and this guy came up and he said, uh, Pastor, would you pray for me? I said, yeah. He said, well, let's let's go behind. There, there was a big wall. Let's go behind so nobody won't see us pray. I said, you want God to touch you, and you're ashamed because people are walking by? I said, I can't go over behind the wall and pray for you. I said, I can, but I said, I don't want to be away, running, and ashamed that I'm laying hands on you and praying for you here in public. Jesus died in public. Amen? Amen. So why should we be ashamed? Anyway, our godly relationships are so important. And I, I, I just ask you to really think about when you're around people and they're not encouraging you and not, not wanting to pray with you or worship God with you, then is that where you need to be? See, I've learned the only way I can help people through ministry is teaching the Word through ministry and teaching the Word it's if you trust me. I can't minister to anyone that doesn't trust me. If they say, well, that's just another preacher up there, and there's a lot of us around the world. But if you don't trust me I, 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 and have a, uh, <clears throat> an open heart and an open mind, there's no way I can reach you. But my job is not try to persuade you to try to persuade you to do the right thing. I'm not a persuader. That's not what I am. Uh, I'm only a messenger. Think about this. See, some people want to persuade people to do something. Well, when you persuade, many times you persuade them against their will. God gave us a will, and he's got a will. So my job is not to try to persuade you to do the right thing. My, my, my job is to be the messenger of the message. And so when I am the messenger, if you don't trust and believe in the messenger, how can you believe in the message? And so if you don't believe the words of the messenger that's sent from God, then you don't obviously believe the message. And see, if you want to learn and grow... You allow me to connect with you. I often tell people, if I can connect with you, I can communicate with you. But if I can't connect, and I'm not talking about just on the level of of, uh, naturally speaking, I'm talking about in the spirit. Some of you have connected with me in the Spirit and that's what I'm so grateful for is we have that connection in the Spirit, not just in relationship, but we have a connection in the Spirit and by having that connection in the Spirit, it it opens us up to each other and we can help each other grow, but I often say, if I can connect with you, then I can communicate with you and if I'm communicating, then you open your heart, you open your mind to let me give you information. From the Word of God, that will encourage you, and listen to this, add value to my life, your life. And then the last thing that I want to say, I can impart to you. What? Not done flowers, but I impart the Word of God into you. And so I, I think about what I just said. Many times we're in church and... You know, sometimes we're distracted by the phone. And I know we're in the 21st century that phones are a part of our life. But many times we come to church more distracted than we are attracted. But we need to be attracted to the Word, not distracted from the Word. Now, I want to read a familiar passage of Scripture here that I have read many times to you and and, uh, other places in the world in Numbers 13, and we don't have screens today, so you can go to your Bible or your phone now (laughs) Uh, uh, and look at Scripture, or just let me read it to you. But it's in Numbers 13, verses 27 through 33, and it's coming from the Living Translation. And it says, This was their report. We arrived in the land you sent us to see we arrived in the land you sent us to see, and it indeed is a magnificent country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's some fruit we have brought as proof. But the people living there are powerful. Their cities are fortified and very large. And what's more, we saw giants there. The Amalekites live in the south while in the hill country. There are Hittites, Jebusites, Morites, and all kinds of ofites. <laughs> I just put that one in there. Down along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and in the Jordan River Valley are the Canaanites. But Caleb reassured, oh I love this, Caleb reassured the people as they stood before Moses, let's go up at once and possess it. He said, for we are all well able to conquer it. Everybody say, I'm well able to conquer. Come on, one more time. I'm I'm well able to conquer. See, because Satan will come trying to conquer you, but you are well able to conquer Him, because Jesus has shed his blood, give you his name, give you his word, and you have the name, the word, the blood. Jesus paid the price for you, so now you have authority in the name of Jesus Christ. So the majority, first of all, let me go back and he said in verse 31, not against people as strong as they are. The other spies said, they would crush us. So the majority report of the spies was negative. The land is full of warriors, and the people are powerfully built. And we saw some of uh, of the descendants of the ancient race of giants. We felt like grasshoppers before them because they were so tall. Now, you know, there were only two people... We, let me go back, and I think most of you know this story in the Bible. But Moses had sent out twelve men to go into the land of Canaan and see what it looked like. He wanted to bring; he wanted them to bring back a report. But can you imagine? Out of twelve, there were only two that could look beyond the giants. There was see Joshua and Caleb. You know, they brought back. The, the, they brought back the they brought back the grapes and the pomegranates and and, and they saw all that was there, and but the, the good things I just read about, and they said we're able to conquer. Folks, don't let your body, don't let your friends, don't let what happened in our government. I mean, it's sad what's happening in our government right now. It is so sad what's happening in our government and the man that's up there. Uh, they call, and, and I, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to get into this, but I'm already here, so I've got to get myself out some way. <laughs> but the man that's up there, even when he's, he can't even remember what he's talking about. This is the United States of America, folks. And, and all the people that wanted this man to be their, their president of the United States of America, uh, if I only saw that, I would want to move to another country. I'm telling you. I'd want to move to another country if this is all I saw for our future. But I'm telling you, and tomorrow night, not tomorrow night, but Tuesday night, my friend from Knoxville, we're going to be talking about this again. I really encourage you to tune in because I see way beyond what's going on, and God's got a plan. Oh, help me. Help me. I've got to calm down. But God's got a plan that many people are laughing about. God's got a plan and he's going to turn some things around and there's a lot of people laughing and saying you guys are crazy, you you, you people that believe that you're crazy, it's not going to happen. Well, it may not happen in my timetable but I'll tell you one thing, the prophets of God have not missed it. The prophets of God are not wrong. I know there's a lot of people that prophesy I don't pay any attention to but when I see their prophecies come to pass it gets my attention. I'm not a prophet, I'm an encourager, I'm a preacher of righteousness but I believe in the end time that we're in that God is going to show his mighty hand to you and me God's going to show his power in this last day and I am so excited because I believe with all my heart I'm going to get to see not a revolution in 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 the United States but a revolution of the spirit because God said in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh so, folks, I'm I'm getting ready. See, ten men saw giants. Now, let me go back to Joshua and Caleb. They they saw the giants. They said, "Hey, there's a lot of stuff out there." But he said, "Look at the look at all the fruit. Look at all the good things. Look at the land, and we're more than able to conquer them. Let's go up and possess the land now." But ten was. Well, I almost said something there about a man that called... I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. I want to encourage you today. I don't want to discourage you. Anyway, these ten men, well, again, they remind me of some of the things that's going on right now. They saw giants, were fearful, and they wanted to stay where they were. They were not willing to sacrifice and take the steps. They only thought and, and saw the negative. They saw themselves so small, they even said, we're so small, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Folks don't have grasshopper faith. Don't have grasshopper mentality faith. God's Word is alive. God's Word has not failed. It has never failed, and it will never fail. See, when you were born again, God made a way for you to have a larger and enjoyable life. God made a way for you to have a larger and enjoyable life. Amen? See, be like Joshua and Caleb and see beyond the giants in your life. What mountain is it maybe that you're facing right now? And you know, is it a a physical battle? Is it a relationship situation? Is it, you know, <clears throat> something that's been taken from you? Just like in our building, folks, right now. I, I don't mean to just repeat over and over again, but we could let this affect us. You know, our, our owner of the building, when we said, are we going to get any reduction on our rent or we have to pay our rent, he said, well, you pay, you pay my mortgage and you won't have to pay rent. Well, you know, we're dealing with a mentality that we can't do anything about personally right now, but you know what? I see us getting through, and I see what, I see what Satan is trying to do to us, and say, you know, and I, and I could have just said, oh, this is too hard, this is too difficult, so especially when the dust was there, and, and and, you know, they just came in and did stuff, and and our, some of our stuff was broken and, you know, and we don't even know what all is broken. But you know what? I just said, God, you are God. And I see beyond the dirt. I see beyond the broken things. I see beyond what he's saying. I see beyond what he's doing. And we're coming out better. We're, I, I'm going to think larger and larger. I'm not going to think smaller and smaller. Who knows what God is doing in the Spirit for us? Amen? Amen. So I'll be more like Joshua and Caleb and see beyond the giants in your life. And so my purpose for preaching the message today is I want you to see beyond where you are right now. And I often say this, and I hope you can remember it because it's a powerful statement. It's not just a statement, but it's a reality. Don't let where you are become who you are. See, how many times have people let their situation of where they are draw into that and become the person of where they are instead of allowing God to take them through that place of where they are. See, God shows us through His Word to see and reach beyond where we are. Now, on the live streaming... In our home, I've been reading this scripture for several weeks. And I want to bring it back to you because I never tire of reading this particular passage of scripture. Because it gives us so much hope. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. And it says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope In wealth or things, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Think about this now. See, some people let what's happening to them keep them from enjoying the life that God has made available for us. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Isn't that something? Be generous and willing to share. You know, I think about the people that's been serving and helping. They're just generous with their time and their their strength, their body, and just, just... Doing things for the kingdom—they're not doing it for Don and Sharon. They're doing things for the kingdom. You know, uh, the extra keyboard. Becky playing the extra keyboard this morning, and 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 the weeks gone by, and and the weeks to come. You know, just being generous with her gift. Amen. Amen. See, God wants us to be careful. Just working hard, just, what can I do, what can I do, let me help, let me help, even moved here to help us, from Tulsa, moved from Tulsa to Dallas to help us, got a full-time job, very, very, uh, very demanding job, has, she has to have a lot of brain power to do her job, former Marine, former police officer, uh, uh, but now? working in the kingdom of God. I mean, she's got a regular job, but she's still... See, God wants us to be generous with giving. Time, talents, and our treasures. He said, in this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that we may take hold of life that is truly life. Now, that's a powerful statement that I, I can't... I'm not trying, but it just seems to just come out of me over and over again. Life that is truly life. Now we think of life as truly life many times as having the, the best kind of car, the best house, the best clothes, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But you know, you can have all of that and still not have life that's truly life. The life he's talking about is the life of God, to have a relationship with God the way you know God. You know him and you trust him and you believe in him. You know, uh, I, 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 I know Miss Clowhorse. I know her. Uh, before we get back here next week, uh, we will have been married 59 years. 59 years. I'll never forget that day in March the 31st, 1962, I had a 57 Chevrolet. I had fender skirts on it, I had it customized. Uh, it was red, it was a Bel Air, you know, it was, oh boy, I'll tell you, I, I think that's what won her over, uh, was my 57 Chevrolet, you know, uh, because I had glass packs on it, you know, and back back then, you know, oh, I just love to hear that rumble, you know. and Anyway, our first date was at the A the and W Root Beer. I don't even know if they still got them or not, but and snow was snow was so high and snowbanks was way up high. But I remember us and, and back in then that day you didn't have to you didn't have to sit apart, you know. And even though it was first date, she moved over in the middle of the seat and I thought, Man, this is something else. This is something else. First date. And then we put our window down and, you know, the, the person came out, the server came out and put the tray on the window. But, you know, it was, it was fun back in those days. And then on March the 31st, uh, I, I, after we'd gone through every courtship and prayed and done everything, I remember I, I'd shined up the, the snow left and it was just so beautiful. But on that day, I think we got seven or eight inches of snow. And uh, we was in Niagara Falls, Ontario, and there's it an Italian church there where it had a revival months before. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, that's the church we got married in. And I, I look back and I think about our relationship. I know her now. I thought I knew her then. How <laughs> I many I can identify with what I'm thought about saying right now? I thought I knew her, but I didn't know her. <laughs> Until later on, little by little, more of her begin to become out, little more, and little more, and i 'm thinking, hmm, is that who you are? Is that who you are well see that 's the way it is with God we get better and better of knowing God. Now, I didn't say that in a bad way. It was good because I kept seeing more good and 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 more, good and more love. And she's loved, me, uh, she's loved me in times that I know when I, uh, she probably would like to have scratched me or thrown a shoe at me or, or whatever. But, you know, as we got to know each other, we trusted each other. And that's that's what I want you to understand that God wants us to take hold of life that's truly life. When when she's been sick, I've been there. When I've been sick, she's been there. When our son was killed, we were there for each other. When Tammy was hit by the car, we was there for each other. Well, see, that's what God is for us. Life that is truly life is not Giving up when hard times come, but letting that life flow through you and get you to the next place. Now, actually the, scri- the scripture here, let-, let me just go back and look at it. and It says, uh, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and be willing to share. So in other words, don't be arrogant and trust in Uncertain things. I mean, l- l- let me just go back again. Folks, our government is so uncertain. I, I just told you we- we're this week, I think it's Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, 59 years we've been married. But our government, in all these 59 years of marriage, I have never, ever seen such that we're facing today. So I can't put my faith and confidence in uncertain things, such as our government. I used to trust it more, but now my trust in who's there and the decisions of people that are making these decisions, I have to go back and put my trust in God. God. So the Bible said, don't put your trust in, don't be arrogant, don't be uh, trusting something that's not trustworthy, but trust Him. He said, to be rich in good deeds, to be rich in good deeds, everybody say good deeds. Good deeds. Wow. Good deeds, just like the people here helping us, people are rich in good deeds, and I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful, just. Thank you, Gloria, for doing a good deed and letting us use your PA system. Amen? Amen. Be generous and willing to share. And when you're generous, you're laying up treasures. You're laying up treasures. I I, I just got to say that over and over again so that you can take hold of life that is truly life. See, the life he's not talking about here, he, he's talking about a life we can enjoy here, but have eternal life in heaven. Everybody say eternal life. Eternal life. See, too many times we're so connected to the temporary life. Many people let temporary life Hinder them from the eternal life. I don't know about you, and I'm not asking God to send the bus today, but I'll tell you one thing, when it comes, I want to be on it. (laughs) Amen? Amen. See, life that is truly life is making Jesus your Lord. You'll be generous, filled with good deeds, good works, and, and you'll make an impact on those that are around you and beyond. Think about that. If you're generous in good works and good deeds, you'll make an impact on those around you and beyond because those people that you make an impact on, then they will take that with us so you go beyond. Amen. You know, I really it really blesses me. It really blesses me when someone comes and says, you know, You preached this message, or you were there for me, or you did this. And I never did it for an applause. I never did it for a thank you. I never did it to get something back from them. And I think that's where we miss it a lot, church. I think many times when we do something for someone, we expect when we need for them to give it back to us. They may not be in a position to understand your need. They may not know what you need. They may not be capable of doing what you did. So that's why I always teach you what the Word says. Do whatever you do for someone as unto the Lord, not to get them to do something back for you when you need it. And don't get mad at them when they don't. Well, look what I did for them, and now they're not even willing to help me. You don't know that they're not willing necessarily, but at the same time, let it go. Live life that's truly life. Don't get all that stuff inside of you and said, where were they when I needed them? Well, I don't know where they were, but God's always with you, and He'll give you somebody else to make up the... He'll, he'll give you somebody else. See, we as believers should all desire at all times to be a blessing to others. But what about me? What about me? That's the greatest time in the world to be a blessing to someone else is when you're going through something. You say, but I don't feel like it, Pastor. I need people to help me. I need people to come to my room. And and you know, we do. But if they don't, Don't let that keep you from living the life that is truly life. See beyond where you are at that moment. You know, uh, I want to ask this question to you. And you ask yourself this question. See, as I said when I started, I can't help you. I'm not a persuader, I'm a messenger. That's all. I'm a messenger. Just like the prophets of God that prophesy, and they're prophesying what God's given us. We can choose to believe them or not believe them. But the Bible said, believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. So, you know, when I ask this question that I'm about to ask, if if, if you trust me, if you believe in me, and you let me connect with you, You'll answer answer the question honestly. You won't answer it to me. I'm not asking you to answer to me because I'm not your judge. I'm just the messenger. Everybody say you're just the messenger. Just the messenger. So so don't get bothered at me because I'm given the message. I'm just the messenger. How many times do you have you ordered something and somebody's uh, uh, the Amazon person or the UPS or whoever it is? They just come and bring it on your porch or ring your doorbell and they bring it to you. You know, whatever's in the package, they got nothing to do with. They're just the person delivering the product. I'm the person that's delivering the product. It's up to you whether you like it or not. So, well, I didn't order it. Well, God still called me to be the messenger. So, I'm going to ask you a question. And and you have to answer this between you and God. Are you a giver or are you a taker? Boy. I just want to be silent here for a moment. Got to think about that. Are you a giver or are you a taker? How do you see yourself today? Do you see yourself Really being a loving person? Do you see yourself being a generous person? Are you kind? You know, the people at this hotel, they've really been kind to us. And and of course, we've been kind to them as well. But kindness. I mean, there's times, you know, you go to a restaurant and sometimes the server maybe is not in a good mood and they forget stuff and and, you know, sometimes you you, you don't want to be kind. But are you kind when things don't go your way? When somebody does something that you don't appreciate, are you still going to be kind? See, when, when I preach the messages, sometimes people think it's all about money. It's not all about money. Money is a part of life. But are you a giver not only in helping people? Who have you helped in the last... Last year in the pandemic. Who have you helped? Who have you gone out of your way? Who've, who's gone the extra mile? Scripture says if they ask you to go one mile, go two. Don't shout me down here. <laughs> I, 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 I think I can still stand if you, if you do. Anyway, I'm asking you the question. Are you a giver or are you a taker? See, many people love to get. We all love to get. Oh, I know a lot of people really enjoying the stimulus check. <laughs> yes. I know when, I, when she told me we got it, I thought, whoa, glory to God. But I know somebody's going to have to pay it back. And that's me. That's you. We think it's wonderful to get it, but we're, gonna, we're the ones that's going to pay it back. I mean, it's adding up. I mean, you're going to pay more than what you got back. So don't get too carried away with that that stimulus check because somebody, they just can't keep printing money. Anyway, I'm getting away from my point. Are you a giver? And and out of that stimulus check, did you give God any of it? Did you give God any of it? Hmm? I'm asking you the question. Hmm? I think I'm going to start doing that. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> That sounds pretty good. Hmm? Are you a giver? Or are you a taker? Or I got my stimulus check, and that's mine. Biden sent it to me. (laughs) Did you think about, even though I don't think it's the great idea of what they're doing, but anyway, did you think about God? and how to be generous to the Lord when you got that? Or did you just say, Ooh, boy, I can buy this, I can do that, I can pay my rent, I can do do whatever it's in your mind. Did the thought cross your mind, How much am I going to give to the Lord? Anything that comes your way, do you think about how much can you give to the Lord? Now, I I have read this scripture, but it, it is so powerful. Proverbs eleven, twenty four 24 and 25. And this comes from the message, message translation. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. You know... Through the pandemic and through all of this, it's, it's just been incredible how God has helped us. Our offerings has been down. I mean, they've really been down, and some of the people that normally give haven't. But you know what? God has other ways helped us and the ministry to pay every bill so far. Amen. We are not behind, and even the, the, the regular staff has not missed their pay. Can you say amen? amen? Because you know what? The, uh, this church is a generous church. I don't always tell you who we are sending money to and help when we don't have it to send. Somebody say, well, how can you give money when you don't have it? Well, sometimes, uh, and I don't say this to be negative, sometimes we've done it on a credit card and within 30 days because I know we'll get it. Because we, we do all of our credit cards if we, if we, can't, if we can't. Well, we've got a couple, you know, that we may string out a little bit. But I, I'm just not going to let debt keep me from being generous. Many people let debt keep them from being generous. And I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about in different ways. So how do you, I'm going to ask you this question again. I started this in the beginning. How do you see yourself today? Do you see yourself loving, generous, kind, forgiving? I met someone in the store the other day and we were just greeting each other and was talking about somebody. And and I said, well, how are you and this person getting along? They said, we don't get along because I don't talk to them. I said, well, why don't you forgive them? They said, hell will freeze over. Before I will forgive them. Wow. Hell will freeze over. Well, folks, we know the answer to that one. We know it's not going to freeze over, so there's going to be no forgiveness. I mean, how can anybody live like that? See? Be generous. Be generous. Generous and forgiving. I don't want to forgive. God didn't ask you if you wanted to. But He said, be generous serving and helping and encourage others. Now, the scripture says that, that I read earlier, it says, uh, or I'm, I'm going to read it if I haven't got there yet, I don't know, the, but, but the scripture tells us to make plans to do good. See, make plans when you get up to do good. That's what we do. We make plans of what we're going to do. And even when money comes into our hands, we don't just just get all giddy. And and who we do, we get giddy and uh, thankful. But my point is we don't stop there. We don't stop there. We start making plans of who we're going to bless. Oh, I love to bless people. I love to bless people. I'm not going to tell you anything, but, you know, I, I do want to say this. Very rarely do I ever have to ask her for money. Very rarely. Somebody said, well, you're a preacher. and people." No, people don't give to me because I'm a preacher, but it's amazing. It's amazing. I started this years ago. You know, she used to keep me on the budget, and, and I had to buy my gas out of the budget. And then sometimes she wanted me to buy hers out of my little budget that she gave me. And this is before gas went up to the price it is, you know. But I started taking what, what she did give me, and I started sewing it. And, and, and she'd say, what would you do with your money? And I was, well, um, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't use it on me. I gave it away. Seriously. And next thing I knew, somebody would do something and bless me one way or the other. And today, you know what? Very, 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 very rarely do I ever, uh, when I go to the store and she tells me to buy something, gods it's groceries or something she tells me to buy. I don't take it and write a check or the debit card. I got money in my pocket. And I pay for it, and she didn't give it to me. (laughs) Didn't come out of what I get. You know what? Oh, there you go, Al. I, I have done For a, a, a long time ago, I, I had this made up. Now I've got, I've got, I've got one of these on my mirror where I dress every day and when I go to bed at night. And then on the other side, it's got favor. Now my, mine's a little bigger, but you probably cut yours down to be be uh, more comfortable for you. And I used to carry one of these, but I start. I gave them away. I, I had so many, I gave these away. Extra. Well, I. I like this extra favor. Now, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, why do I have extra favor? Because I try to be generous as I possibly can wherever I am. And sometimes I'm in a place and I'll just hear it, give them, give them some money, give them some money. I'm thinking about what I got in my pocket. And, And it may not be that much, but I just start doing what God tells me to do. And, you know, all at once, somewhere, somehow, uh, you know, somebody called me the other day, and they said, what's your address? I I said, well, you don't need my address. They said, yeah, we do. I said, no, you don't. And they're from another state. They said, what's your address? Well, I give them my address. Well, you know what? (laughs) The other day I came in, she had the envelope open with my name on it. It's all right. <laughs> We're married. I don't do anything that I don't care for her seeing. But you know what? I opened that envelope, and that was a check. And it had Don Clower's name on the check. Well, you know what? I, I ain't going to tell you what, but you know what? I, somebody that I hardly even knew, somebody had a heart in this, that's going on with our church, somebody was in the building. The Lord just put it in my heart and I pulled out some money and I gave it to him. And uh, one of the other persons come up and he said to me, he said, I saw what you just did. I said, I didn't do it for you to see. He said, well, that was a good tip. Well, I didn't think about it as being a tip. I just felt in my heart to give. Now, I, I, don't, I don't want you to think this is all I got on my mind because this message is too long today. And I don't even know what time it is because I give her my watch. So I might have to preach another. <laughs> See, the Bible says the, the, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And very rarely do I n- ever go with my pocket empty and have to use my, my credit card. I mean, you know, some things you can't buy gas unless you go inside and pay. But, and I, I do do use that for my gas. She lets me do that. <laughs> but uh, as I said, when she sends me to the grocery store, she doesn't give me any money. She doesn't give me any money. Now I got a debit card, and I got a credit card. But when I'm in there, I always take of my money. My money is her money. Her money is her money. <laughs> my money is our money. Her money is her money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's very, she, she would be very generous. as generous. But when I go, I just, it's just, 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 just in my brain to, to use what God's blessed me with for us. Because it's my seed money. What I carry in my pocket is my seed money. Everybody say seed money. money. See, a lot of people don't think about that. They think about, well, I I don't have much. It's not what you have and don't have. And you can't get more until you give what you do have. Now, I didn't know I was going to be talking about this. My notes don't say what I'm saying. But see, God said, the person that's generous gets larger and larger, but the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Give me that again, Al, if you don't mind. Well, as, long as, I get it back. as long as you get it back. As I said now, I, I, I used to carry this, but I give them all away. And mine was a little bigger, but I, I, I don't know. I had Barbara or somebody at work for me to make hundreds of these, and I've given them all away. But we had literally hundreds of them, and extra God is a God of extra. Everybody say God's a God of extra. extra. And when you give, He gives you favor. Favor. Amen. And it's amazing the places I go, the favor. And I've said this before many times. I've been up preaching in conventions and with men and women of God sitting on the platform, and I'm thinking they're the one that should be here speaking instead of me. How did I get here? Because I'm. I want to be generous. Everybody say I want, to be generous. I want to be generous. See? Are you going to live generous, selfish, or stingy? So you don't have to have a lot to be generous. It's an attitude. You know the Bible says if you be willing Isaiah 1 and 19. If you be willing and obedient. Everybody say willing. Willing. Say willing. Willing. And obedient. obedient. See, it's one thing to be willing and it's another thing to be obedient. See, a lot of people are obedient because they have to be. But they're not willing to be obedient. See, in one case, when it comes to speed, going down the highway. <laughs> Normally, I'm obedient, but I'm not willing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, sometimes going through the TSA, sometimes I don't want to be willing. Because sometimes they're not very kind. Some of some of the TSA, not all of them, I mean, for the most part, I think most of them are kind, but sometimes they're just not kind and all, you know. I remember we were in London, and and we had our seats. Well, they ch- actually the ch- they changed the flight, the plane that we were going to fly on. So we we had a seat of choice. But when they changed the the the, the flight or the plane that we were going to come back to Dallas on, uh, we got put in seats we didn't like. But at the same time, I you know I I, I, I I've flown so many miles, I got favor. And so I can sit where I want to sit, normally. But on this, I couldn't sit where I wanted to sit. But I did get some seats that were decent. But I wanted to get in and get my bag up before the crowd got in. Well, guess what? They let her go on and pull me over. (laughs) To go through my bag, and they'd already done that. But they pulled me in and, and started going through. And I said, uh, anyway, I, I had to be kind. I didn't want to be kind. Have you ever been there? I was obedient, but I wasn't willing. I'll tell you that right now. But I kept my cool, and I was obedient, but I still wasn't willing. Now think of this. Willing, willingness is an attitude Obedience is an action. So, if you're willing, that's a good attitude. And if you're obedient because you're willing, you get blessed. Is anybody with me? Are you going to choose God's life or live a life that's empty, no friends or wrong friends, miserable, selfish, Cruel to others and family members? Sometimes boy, sometimes spouses can just really push one another's buttons. I don't have any buttons to push. Thank God. Oh, you might find one or two. I don't know. I mean, I'm still human, so I, I wouldn't say I've graduated, totally graduated, I'm still in school. But you know, I see spouses that'll just push each other's buttons and boy that the <laughs> explosion comes. So the other one pushes the button over there and the explosion comes. Why? That's not life. That's not living. Why push buttons that cause people to explode or you let them push your button and you explode? Now, I'm, I'm just talking out of my heart right now. Let me go back. Are you going to be Good to family members, or are you going to be cruel to family members? How are you going to be? I think it's time we need to ask ourselves these questions. Am I going to be kind, even though somebody's trying to push my buttons i 'm not going to let my button i 'm going, going to disconnect my button from power, and there's no buttons to push. Are you going to be a blessing to your family to others? Pardon my terminology here, but are you going to be grouchy and stingy? Do you like to be around people that's grouchy and stingy? Who likes to be around a stingy person? I like to be around generous person. Not that they're going to give me something, or I think they're going to give me something. It's just the fact that they got joy, they got happiness, they got life, they got love. I mean, they're, they're good to be around. See, our choices not only affect us, but they affect others, and they affect myself our seed. One thing I'm so grateful for, our three children are very generous people. Very generous people. Our daughter, our son, and our both sons, and even though our, our son-in-law doesn't choose to come to church, he's a very generous man. Very generous man, and I believe one day his generosity is going to bring him through these doors. And he's going to come and sit with his wife on Sunday morning. Amen? Amen. He's a good man. Good man. And he's generous. And and tithed, But he doesn't come to church. But he wants to be generous. Well, that generosity one day is going to get him. And God's going to pull him in. Now, I said something earlier. And I thought I'd read this scripture, but I didn't. But Isaiah 32 and 8. And this is the New Living Translation. Think about this, what I'm about to read to you. But generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in generosity. Wow. Think about it. I'm I'm talking to you. I, I, I'm, I'm just a messenger. Don't anybody throw any stones. You know, just like People really get quiet when you start talking about stuff like this, and sometimes people watching on television or on the internet—they just click you off because they're not generous and they don't want to hear about it. But see, I'm only the messenger. I've said that probably ten times today, but it bears (laughs) repeating. I was talking to me the other day, and he said something to me. He said, "Pastor, it bears (laughs) repeating." It's not redundant. It bears (laughs) repeating. Generous people plan. Everybody say, generous people plan plan. Plan. To to do what's generous. See, generous people's not always walking around, what you're going to give me? What am I going to get for this? I mean, it's all right to get. There's nothing wrong with getting, please. But if you're not generous... If you're not generous, you can't enjoy life that's truly life. You know, what are you planning to be generous in for the next month? Think about it. What are you planning to be generous doing or giving or saying or helping in? Do you plan to be generous? I'm amazed at the people that are Christians. They don't plan to be generous. You know, we had a, a, a gentleman here at worked for us for a couple of years, and he was a good person. But he said, he said to me, he said, Pastor, I just can't give. I, and he said, I just, I've always been that way. My parents didn't give, and they didn't tithe, but I'm just like my parents. I can't give. I said, that's just sad. That's just sad that you come to church You hear the teaching, you hear, I said, I'm going to love you just the same. I'm going to love you just the same. But he said, I just just can't write that check. I just can't take the money out of the bank and give it to the church. I just can't do that. You know what? I love them the same. God loves them the same. Let me borrow your card again. (laughs) I'll keep it till I finish. But see, he doesn't have extra favor. Talented to no end. I mean beautiful talent, unbelievable talented, and could be on the highest rung of the Christian ladder with the talent. But because he chooses not to be generous, the doors didn't open. I opened many doors, but they didn't stay open because there was not a generous attitude. See, I chose a long time ago, both she and I chose a long time ago to be generous. And I love living with a generous heart. Now, If if you make a note, this is a place to really make a good note and remember. This is something really to think about. Being generous is not what you do. Being generous is not what you do. Being generous is who you are. See, if you're not a generous person, you won't be generous. Somebody said, but, but but I but I'm 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 just limited." Well, you know what? There's some people in this room that live on that live on very little of pension or social security. But it would shock you. It would shock you and people that are viewing. People that are viewing that it live on such small income of uh, social security or whatever. But it would shock you to see their generosity. Then there's others that have plenty and they do nothing. So, you see, you don't have to be rich to be generous. And I'm not talking about just in money, I'm talking about in time as well as anything. And so, I, I, I want to repeat this again, it <laughs> bears repeating. Being generous is not what you do. It's who you are. And if you're a generous person, you can't help but be generous in different times with your talents, your treasures, or whatever, you know. So God wants us not to just do nice deeds, but to be a person who is good inside with generosity. God was so good, he sent his son. Jesus was so generous, he gave his life. Do we think about that when we hear teaching like today? I didn't intend to go as where I am today, but here God's got me here, and I'm going to try to close. If you're a generous person, it's not hard to give love. It's not hard to give kindness. And it's not hard to give money but if you're not a generous person it's hard to give any of those see if you're thinking is how can i get more how can i get more or sometimes people have lack and poverty mentality and because they have a poverty mindset they look at what they have and they say i just can't i just can't do that i just can't do that. i know the pastor preaches that. i know the bible says it but i just can't do that Well, I want to say for probably the 15th time, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. So you can love me or you can choose to turn me off. It's your mind, it's your heart, it's your will. But if you choose to listen and say, God, help me to have a generous heart. Help me to be a generous person. See, there's many ways to be generous. And I'm going to bring this to a close here. There's got so much I want to share and I'll take it up uh, later because the best part is down in my notes later. I thought I'd get there today but I'm not getting there and I don't know how long I've preached. But I'm just telling you there are many ways in life to be generous. And you can be, as I said, be generous with your love. And again... I think this says the same thing about being generous. Love is not something you do, love is who you are. See when when you're reborn, your spirit is filled. Romans 5 and 5 tells us that God has filled our spirit with love. God has filled our spirit with love, and so when love comes into our spirit, we don't have to we don't have to just uh, try to love, love's already there. we just got to develop it in our emotions. we got to develop it in our soul so that we don't let our soul hinder us from letting that love come through us. Love is not a feeling. It's, it's a decision. It's God coming out of you. Everybody say, it's God coming out of me. God out of me. Because God is love. So think about this. Think about this. Think about this. God's in you, so when you are loving, God is coming out of you. I want God coming out of me to touch you or touch somebody. Are you here? Love doesn't just say I love you, but love demonstrates I love you. Amen? Amen. You know, every now and then, uh, she surprises me uh, with, I won't go into detail, but she'll be at the store and she'll surprise me and I'll come home and she'll maybe put it in the cabinet to where she knows where I keep stuff or, or it'll be visible on the counter, just surprising me. And I look and I'm thinking, you know, she had something in, in my cabinet in the, in the bathroom. And I opened the door, and I saw that. And I thought, and, and the, the, the one I had was just about empty. It was just about empty. And she came in when I was doing that, and I said, somebody has sure shown me some kindness. Somebody has sure shown me some love. She said, she didn't want you to run out. Woo! <laughs> I, I may not be blessing anybody but myself. If I'm not blessed in you, I'm getting blessed, so I'm just going to have a good time. I might preach for another hour. You may leave, but I might just (laughs) preach for another hour. Now, I'll tell you this. When you're generous with your love, there are those who try to manipulate you. I want to say it again. When you're generous with your love, there are people that will try to manipulate you because they know you're generous. But you know what? I've been manipulated before. But I don't look back and get mad because I let myself be manipulated. I just say it's seed, whether they appreciate it or not. See, there are those that know how to manipulate a generous person. But you know one of the things God's really helped me? He's helped me to recognize and see when someone is trying to manipulate me. And I have learned I can say no, just as easy as I can give. Right. Now I got a little little feedback on that one. Right. But you see, if you're doing if you're a generous person and you see someone and you know that they're trying to manipulate you, and you say no and they get mad at you, you just go on and love God because you know in your heart. And again, let me repeat. There's been times that I've been manipulated, but I don't ever look back and regret those times that I let myself, but I've tried to learn from those times that I've been manipulated. Amen? Amen. Okay. I, I'm, I'm closing with this, 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 these two lines right here because this is something I want to leave you with. A life without love is like a sunless garden. A life without love is like a sunless garden where all the flowers have died. Have you ever gone in, you know, when the freeze came, all my bushes, you know, oh, they're so ugly. Oh, my plants, everything is so ugly right now. Oh, they're ugly. Everybody say ugly. ugly. <laughs> Do you want to be ugly? No, no you want to be pretty. Amen? Amen. You want to be pretty. Somebody said, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a man. I'm not pretty. I'm pretty. You're pretty. Every gentleman in here that's got God in you, you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? See, I know I'm pretty. Not necessarily in, in, in my looks, but I know I'm pretty because the pretty lives in me. Yeah. Everybody say the pretty lives in me. The pretty lives <laughs> in me. <laughs> Whew, glory to God. Life without God's love is like a fruit tree that never bears any fruit. Now I'm going to close with that statement right there. And I pray that you will let love be a person that always gives extra and has extra so that you can have a lot of favor everywhere you go. You know, Carol was talking to us and a contract on her job and her contract had ended and, and she was telling us about that. Well, I don't remember if it's a text or in person, but I said, we're believing for favor. We're believing for favor. And we prayed for Carol to have favor. Well, she just told us this week. She said, "I not only had favor, and it's not a contract now from contract to contract. It's it's different now." But she said, "Not only did I have favor, but I got increase. Not only was it a contract, but I got it." Again, pardon my body language, but I get so excited when I see generous people having and live in life that is truly life. Father, we pray today and ask you to help every person in this room and those that's watching us somewhere in the world that they will see in their hearts today if they're not allowing you to be Lord of their life. They can't be the person you want them to be. They can't live life that's truly life. Any person that's viewing or in this room that's missed the mark, help them today to pray the right prayer, to live the right life. Just pray this out loud with me, everybody. Dear Lord, I come to you now. I repent of all my wrong. Jesus. I make you Lord of my life today. Thank you, Jesus, for transforming me and giving me brand new life. Amen. And we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. The containers are down here. If you brought it with you or you give it by online, however you do it, it's your choice. But you that are viewing, I hope that you will go to the website. And that you will sow your seeds your tithes and your offering and as you give let it be a generous give not a gift of compulsion or pressure because i'd never i'd never pressure anybody to give that's never my that's never my thoughts is to put pressure on someone to give just like You know, I don't know what expense right now, as I said, we're having to still pay rent. I don't know if there's any way. I know our insurance company won't give it back to us. I don't know about the others, whether they're going to give any of that back or not. We're going to try. But folks, we've had to pay rent in a building we can't even use. You're in the same situation. Oh. You know, that's a great idea. Al, we need to get together on this, and send him an invoice. <laughs> Y'all are so much fun. I say I've missed you. I have missed you. Yes. And, and you in the audience, in the, uh, uh, the internet audience, you're getting to enjoy meet, meeting with our congregation. You get to see me, but I don't get to see you. God is so good. God is so good. Oh, He is so good. Now, I want to just pray. I want to just pray for everyone in this room. But. We will take this to heart. And realize that. See, see, just like what's going on in our nation. My wife told me about something somebody put on Facebook. And it's too rude to even say. Don't go there? Okay, thank you, babe. But you see, I'm doing my best not to be rude about what we're facing. And I know that if I'm rude, I'm, I'm not a generous person. I'm not kind. But when I see like what's going on at the border, folks, this is so sad. This is so sad of what's going on the, at the border, not only in Texas, but in Arizona as well. And so I think right now I want to pray for you, but we need to pray for our country. You know this, actually the cabal is really in charge of our nation today. They're the ones who's really pulling the strings. And we need to pray that what I know God will do, that he will awaken the hearts of the people to see what we, the folks, the things that's planning to come down. I mean, this is, I believe, as I said, I was in Romania right after, the, right after the revolution. And those people, even after the revolution, was over the fear. Some of the things they told me. It's unbelievable. Young people I'm talking about. And so I want to I tell you that here in this nation, you sincerely need To pray because this has been the greatest nation in the world and it's not going down and I'm not saying it's going down but what it's going to do I believe I believe people are beginning to get their eyes open to see what's going on in the world and as they see what's going on in the world I believe they're gonna pray more than they've ever prayed not out of fear God doesn't want us to pray out of fear. He wants us to pray out of faith. So I want us to pray, and I want to pray for you. Father, we pray for Mr. Biden. I pray that his health will will get better. But I pray that you will stop the wrong intentions and even for Camilla Harris I pray for them that their eyes would be open but most of all I pray that the wrong that they're trying to put on the people of this nation and the world will be stopped this cabal that is controlling them somehow God you can move on those people You you can stop as your people stand up Help your people wherever they are in the world to stand up and not be afraid to stand up for righteousness and truth. Thank you, Lord, for touching our senators, for our Congress people. God, I call by name Nancy Pelosi, not with anger, not with rudeness, but somehow stop those wrong intentions. Stop those wrong intentions. Help us in this nation, God. Every senator, congressperson on the state level, our police officers, our military, our, our governors, our mayors, our our police officers and again the military. God, just do a work and your will be done in the hearts and lives of people. Bless those that bless you. I know you will. Bless every person in this room. Bless every person that's viewing. Touch them in one way or the other. That is good as they do good from their heart. Help people to have heard the message today with their ears to hear it in their hearts not only just to hear it but to be doers because you said to not be hearers only but do be doers thank you for it in jesus mighty name amen amen you got extra ones well, thank you did you get blessed today did you really get blessed today you that are watching Thank you for joining in today, and we'll be back here next Sunday. So tune in with us next Sunday at 1015. Our service starts at 10, but be here online at 1015. God bless you.